Hey, how's it going? Today, it's another Daniel Discussion podcast, and I'm here, Steve Durr. I'm here with... Tomps, of course. Tomps, Steve Thompson. We're also here with two bright young men hmm. from the Allendale region of the country, which is really close to us. Um, and so we have here with us... Coleman Sparks. Coleman Sparks and... And uh, Gunner Sparks. Gunner Sparks, the Sparks man. Bros. The Sparks Bros. And uh, what grade are you guys in, or, or what uh, year in school, or what are you doing? I am a junior in high school, 16 years of age. Nice. Are you driving? I am. Way I drove go. here today. Wow. Way to go, man. Gunner, you let him drive? Uh, my car is not with me, so yes. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'm 18. I'm, a, I guess, kind of a freshman in college. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Great. Well, it's great having you guys here. It is. You guys have been listening to the Daniel Devotional Podcast. Is that correct? That's right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, uh, Coleman mentioned to me that he had a special part of the devotional series that he actually recorded and has it like on his phone, at his fingertips all the time. What what was that section? So I believe it was on the 10th day of the podcast. It was Steve Durr singing Dare to Be a Daniel. And yes. it was just the most glorious, beautiful oh, singing I've you. heard in my thank entire you. life. Wow. I didn't even pay this guy to say this. No, glorious man. And beautiful. It was just, oh, it was incredible. And it just <laughs> I just couldn't stop listening to it. And I had to pull it up and I switch it. to it. So. I just recorded that baby, and it's, so, got, it's on speed dial. So it's on speed dial. So when you call that up, when do you typically uh, listen to that? Um, Getting ready in the morning a, just to get a, ready to, to dare to be a Daniel that day? It's a dinner table kind of thing. Really? You know, full, whole, whole family. Whole yeah. family? Whole family. It's uh, like your devotion time? It's I like can dinner see table. it be uh, like We're a, sitting, watching Jeopardy. It's, it's just any time it feels like playing it. Yeah. Wow. It should be the new mic drop instead of, wah, 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 wah. it's going to be... Well, however, the song. Yeah, listen, I, to be I, a Daniel. Whoa, there it wow. is. Oh, Gunner. Yikes, Gunner. <laughs> yeah. Gunner's got it now. Good. All because Jerry Van Kuyken requested that yeah. we sing that song. So. Doctor. The word Doctor. Jerry Doctor. 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 That's good. That's good. All right. Well, let's get into Daniel chapter seven and eight. And Thompson, though, uh, want to bring up real quick. One of the folks who did our devotional this week was Mary Van Bon. Yeah. Uh, what did you kind of, you mentioned a little something that you thought was great about that particular devotional. Yeah. Well, I just loved how she talked about what the apocalyptic type of writing can do in terms of it reveals, which is actually what uh, apocalyptic means is unveiling or revealing of things unseen. Uh, it can be both a present thing in terms of the present of uh, Daniel or the present of the writer, which could have been a different time, or it could have, it's also can be an unveiling of things in the future. And so just that twofold dimension is, is pretty cool. I love yeah. That. Now, when we bring up the word apocalyptic or apocalypse, what do you guys think of typically? Zombies. Zombies. Sitting in, a, sitting in a bunker, posted up, waiting to slay some. Okay. Nice. <laughs> so say, I'm, I'm thinking end times. I'm thinking the world's ending. Stuff's falling apart. And yeah. Yeah. Kirk Cameron. Exactly. Yep. Which is our current American way of interpreting right, what right, that right. word means. Yeah. When actually it's just that unveiling, that revelation. Yeah. Uh, that's really. That that's, happens repeatedly throughout scripture. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. What's interesting about that is that it's revelation, which is end time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wonder if there's something Some there of where, why that's where, or that's why it turned into what it did. Maybe. I yeah. Because we kind of read so. it that way all the right. time. Like only that way. Typically. Yeah. Yep. So let's let's talk. Let's get into it. What in the world? In and the we world? had a lot of stuff. If you read Daniel chapter seven or eight or listened this week, you heard a lot of things that you'd say, hold up. Wait a minute. What's up? So uh, what in the world? So Coleman, why don't we start with you? What in the world? What what grabbed your attention and thought that's a little different? Well, in Daniel chapter seven, it starts like 
starts off right away with this vision and it talks about these four beasts and particularly one with horns and mm. it keeps giving this analogy of these horns and then horns being plucked off and then like other ones growing and like if you don't read any deeper like you are so so lost at what's going on in that in that section because you're just hearing about beasts with these different horns and you don't really know what's going on like what's the point of all this exactly. so many horns so many horns but you mentioned then like if you continue to read the revelation i'd say to him in the dream but then he gets an interpretation which then explains it a little bit right yeah so then you learn about like that these horns are like the kingdoms and the different kings that are rising and falling and the other kings taking over uh other ones and just like how that whole process of the kingdoms rising and falling throughout yeah, the times. That's good. So I, what I liked about that is you were, you made that point of you might get some kind of thing from God, like a weird dream or whatever, let's say, but until you maybe understand what it means, it's like just kind of a weird dream from God, right? Yeah. Like if you think that God's speaking to you and then you just sit there and say, oh, God's speaking to me. I don't think it's going to do much. You're, you're going to have to like actually like go deeper into that and pray yeah. about it and whatever. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. How about you, Gunnar? Along with that, just like when God's revealing something to you at first or trying to, you know, move in a certain direction, it can be very confusing and you can have like not understand what he's trying to do. But then once you're, once you continue to just kind of stick with it and just keep focusing on him, having faith in him, he'll eventually lead you where, you know, he wants you and it'll be. I mean, the best you could be, it'll be better than your plan. And that's kind of a cool part of the mystery of dreams and visions is that you kind of have to meditate on it for a while and it keeps you coming back to God for that interpretation. So, yeah, I know in, uh, in aid, it talks about how he was like laying in his bed and then in his dream, like a voice out of the, I don't know how to say it, U L I A or whatever that area. Um, Mm -hmm. he like says, Gabriel go called this man up or something. And then he like raises him to his feet. And so it's just like, he's meditating on it and then he's brought to where he can continue to understand the dream. Yeah, where yeah. Gabriel starts to unpack it for Right, him. exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's nice to be able to have that, right? For sure. It was kind of weird. You, you mentioned the days, like that whole passage in Daniel 8 talks about, what, 2,300 days or something like that. Right, and uh, in verse 14 it says that, like, it won't play out for 2,300 evenings and mornings. And so I was just like, is there any significance to that amount of days? Or is it just kind of, that's just the days that they picked? Right, that's interesting. How about you, Tom's? What yeah. in the world? Anything? Yeah, yeah. I'm a little fascinated with God's throne, uh, and in His throne room, He's got a fiery throne with wheels that are also <laughs> on fire. He's got <laughs> ro- He's rocking this throne with wheels. Now, almost you know, like a chariot. In a way. Yeah, probably. Should have brought chariot. that up. I, I like Elijah. to go modern day and go like a Harley Davidson with just oh, like nice. the tires lit up. You nice. know, just spinning behind and fire. Yeah. Do we yeah. do we ever hear of anything uh, with wheels and I like, heaven? I like to go modern day with the song by Journey that says there's oh. a wheel in the sky. <laughs> wheel in the sky keeps on turning. There it oh, is. Wow. Beautiful. Wow, yes. there's almost a little that harmony was, there. You know, oh. that's a that's I'm gonna put that on Just my speed. We dial. didn't do different keys. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what keys are, but hey, I can sing. <laughs> I don't know what keys are. <laughs> that's good. Nice. That is awesome. But yeah, wheel in the sky, right? That works yeah. out kind of nice. That's hilarious. So, um, so you just think kind of what in the world, like what's the deal with all the Yeah, I haven't checked there? into it. I haven't read my commentaries on that bit, but that's got me curious. Yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. your homework. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what in the word, what in the word uh, grabbed our attention. So Coleman, how about you? 
from I know you spent more a little more time in Daniel chapter seven, but what kind of grabbed your attention uh, or how that personally impacted you that section? Well, I thought that it was interesting how they compared the kings to like beasts, and they like they referenced the kings that rose and fell as beasts, and I think that could go along with the way that like people view modern day like politicians and like people running this country because if they disagree with them then they say oh like they're just they're beasts they're less animals. than human exactly or, yeah, yeah. exactly you know kind of make them into enemies right yes exactly yeah. i saw something the other day and it, there's a there's that verse and it says that the devil is a lion searching the earth for people to prey on yeah mm-hmm. and or for souls uh for souls to devour and it said that like all oh, these politicians these days are looking for souls to take and people to brainwash and like i think that your faith should not be impacted by politics but like the way that you view different things should be impacted by what your faith is like mm. and so that's good no matter like who's in charge or who's running it like that shouldn't change the way that your faith is mm. but your faith could change how you see the what, politics or life. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. good. 100%. Because so, if you think of like politics and power, power generally always corrupts. It always has. Yes. And so it, if it goes that direction, we're in a mess. But if it goes the other direction where our faith is informing our politics, then we've got our priorities right. That's really good. I love that uh, insight of putting God first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Gunner? For you. So my kind of thing was just, just I read more through eight. Um, and basically the entire passage is talking about, well, back with Daniel's horn dreams, he's thinking about a ram um, <laughs> yeah. that ends up getting stomped out by a goat. Right. So many horns. Wait a minute. I would imagine if it was the L.A. Rams stomped out by Tom Brady, a goat. Oh. Because oh, that, that, that did that happen. Did happen. That did in, the, happen. in the most boring Super Bowl of all time. There you go. <laughs> Just Daniel called anyway, it. Anyway, keep going. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it was about. <laughs> but no, the entire passage just talks about and even you know into seven and eight, it just talks about kings who arise and then fall and are overtaken by other kings and all this different stuff. And then it just makes me, it just kind of made me think like, Jesus is a king who never gets overtaken. He never yeah. falls. His kingdom is always prevalent. Um, so that was just, I mean, just definitely an encouragement piece to see all these different kings who are getting put out of their power, different stuff like that. And then Jesus is never out of his power. And to add to that, no matter how many times we fall as people, Jesus will never go down with us, but instead he'll pick us back up and remind us that he will never fall and we can always rely on him. That's really good. That's good. And speaking of Jesus, for me, my what in the word, I think comes out of Daniel 7, where Jesus quotes Daniel 7 a fair bit. And Tom, you were even saying like John uh, in Revelation does. Oh yeah, borrows heavily from the imagery, yeah. But uh, for me, you know, it talks about the son of man or literally the human one in Daniel 7. And in Daniel 7, 13 and 14, he talks about that, that vision of like a son of man who comes like on the clouds. He approaches the ancient one who's God. And so it's a real divine image of the son of man. It's weird. It's like the human one. And yet at the same time, there's this imagery of a lot of power, a lot of authority, a lot of sovereignty and honor. And this person's worshiped. He's an eternal ruler. So it's this image of one that's human and yet not. And so it's interesting that Jesus uses that title, son of man, for himself so often, which is a really fascinating, powerful, and yet human image of of Jesus. So, yeah, I, I really like how Jesus used that. It's almost like he's being humble and like saying that, like, even though he was like not fully human, like he calls himself the son of man to kind of just like show that 
He's with us. Yeah, he's both God and man, and yet uh, uses that title to reveal his humanity, like you said, and then at the same time kind of harken back to this image of this real powerful judge. Right, because when you're face-to-face with a human being and they're referring to themselves as the Son of Man and everything you've had in your mind built up from childhood was like this divine, huge beyond words kind of a thing, and all of a sudden he's standing right in front of you, it's like this big disconnect. And so he was just putting... He was putting it all very tactical, tactile and tangible, like this whole son of God thing. I yeah. love it. See, but with that, we yeah. can just get into the confusion or the confusingness of like the Trinity, how Jesus is God in human form and he was on earth, but God's still in heaven because Jesus prays to him multiple yeah. times. So mm-hmm. how does, I, I'm not going to ask because it's, our it's not possible to understand. Exactly. Thank you for bringing <laughs> exactly. up the Trinity. It's yeah. like, uh, nope, as soon as you say it's like, uh, you're going to run into heresy. There's nothing, nothing <laughs> it's like else an like egg. It. Yeah. No, no, that's modalism or whatever. Right. <laughs> so um, ironically with these visions, most everything is like, there's mm. our, our language is limited in the ability to be able to articulate what was experienced in a vision or a dream. And so it's, it's a lot of like, or it was as if kind of yeah, thing. So that's good. Comparative. Yeah. It yeah. is. Did you, uh, wow. Big words. I, mm. I, I, I literally just whispered, is that a word? Because I wasn't sure, but <laughs> I, I just went for it. No, I love it. That's good. It's okay to make up words in this one. How about for you, Tom's? Was there a what in the wor- uh, word one for you? Yeah, I I mean, sorry to go back to like Mary's on, on Monday, but uh, it was, again, that picture of the ancient of days, God in all of his glory in his throne room and that awe-inspiring view. And again, what she said is absolutely true. These words of revelation and apoc- apocalypse are designed to be comforting to people who are not like they're scared. They don't know what's going to happen. And it seems scary. And the vision seems scary, but like these are supposed to be words of comfort. And so to have an awe inspiring God at the same time, bring comfort just to me was really good. And, and also whoever did the song at the end of that podcast was just amazing. Well, yeah. Someone sang this week during a podcast and the voice was like heaven. Like angels. Like angels. Just teasing. Almost as good as Steve Durr's Dare to be a Dare Daniel. Dare to be a Almost. Daniel. I, Beautiful. Than as good as Gunners. Comparatively, so. not quite as good. Yeah. I <laughs> like that word. That's a good word. Comparatively nice. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our conversation about Daniel chapter seven mm-hmm. and Daniel chapter eight. We got off on some nice little tangents and fun along the way. Yep. But what's great is you can come together, you can talk about God's word, you can explore some things and then uh, have that impact your life. Like what is your primary um, obedient uh, step? O- yeah. Obedient step. What What is the thing I'm supposed to take out of this? And I'm really challenged by Coleman and Gunners, both their understanding yeah. of Jesus as king who never falls. And he's the one that should give us our influence, our life rather than uh, have our life uh, in the world influence us yep. in that way. So that's Thanks really guys good. for being here for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, let's close in prayer. Uh, when do you guys want to close in prayer? Gunner. Yeah, all right, let's Gunner. hear it. Dear Lord, uh, thank you for the day that you've given us to just be able to come here and just get in your word with, uh, with some brothers. I pray that as we go into this weekend and this next week, that we just have a good and safe week. Um, keep us safe and everyone listening safe. Uh, I pray that the people who hear this can apply this to their lives and just um, take something from it. And pray that we have a good Sunday coming out. We pray that we have a good Sunday at church. And uh, in your name, amen. 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 Awesome. Have a great day. Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to stand alone. (laughs) 